Hello, this is Mary. And this is Chandler. And you're listening to The Miss Fisher Files. Welcome back. Today we are talking Season 3, Episode 7, Game Set and Murder. And this is your favorite? This is my favorite okay. episode. Yay. I've been waiting this whole time. I'm so excited. I'm Mary's so favorite. Excited. Yeah, yeah, I got my favorite over with on like the first season, but you've been waiting I forever. I know, but it's been fine. It's been fun to have this to look forward to. And now we're here and it's like, I don't even know where to begin with this one. So one of my favorite games to play with people is what's your favorite Miss Fisher episode and why? Ooh. And this is always my answer. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so fun. Yeah. Like if my not fun one would be Unnatural Habits, because I think it's a really, like really powerful yeah, social well issue. Well done. Like all, it checks all the boxes. Yeah. But if I want just like a fun one, which I usually do, yeah. I go to this one. I think this is up there in my favorites too, and probably for the same reason as Murder All Mode, is because it's costume palooza. <laughs> yeah, really, it's, really is. It like I think I think everything we see in this is new, or almost, almost everything. Yeah, almost everything. And there's so many, there's even like extras in fabulous costumes in this one. Right. I know we have other women, um, like side characters who actually get really good uh, costumes. And sometimes they just wear like very basic things to kind of blend in. Yeah. Like I'm from 1920 central (laughs) casting. Yeah, exactly. But this time, like they actually get fun things to wear. So that makes it like three times as fun. And there's so much good background stuff like the yacht and the, um, the rotunda. Oh my God. I love the rotunda. <laughs> I know. I, I want to live. I want my studio to be in the rotunda. Do you? It's super dark, but it's yeah, such a cute little it's building. Got, it's got a spider problem. It does. <laughs> Only brought in spiders yeah, in jars from Sydney. Imported. It's got a murderer problem is what it yeah, has. That's true. Well, Melbourne does in general have a murderer problem. Just like Cabot Cove, Maine. Yeah. Yeah. These are dangerous places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're just, there's so many scenes. It's like I have a section of my notes called scenes and all caps. So many scenes. I love so many scenes. There's a lot of all caps in my notes. Uh, Chief among them. Ew, 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 ew. Okay. The cold open. I can't, Oh my God. I, I can't even watch it. That I, scene with the, okay, the, the dead actress with the uh, spider. My husband was like, no, that can't, that can't be a human. No human would ever do that. That has to be CG. And I'm like, no, I think it's a human. And I, I can't watch. You would have to pay me. No, you couldn't pay me. There, are, There's no <laughs> like, dollar nope. figure where I would do this that. Hard no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I want to believe that it's CGI. I'm just going to go with that. Although I'm sure there are, like, I've seen things where actors have snakes on them and, I, you know. You could, put, you could put a pile of snakes on me. I'd be okay. But a spider? No. It may, may be like a fuzzy tarantula type. Maybe. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but that's not fuzzy. No, that's it's not fuzzy. That's a horrifying... Uh-huh. That's like a... If it's shiny and like bulbous and... Hor- no. No. <laughs> the answer is no. Also, I wrote in all cats, check your shoes if you live in Oz. Totally. Like, People hello. Do. Yeah. I mean, I even learned this trick when I lived in Colorado because mm-hmm. there are places where they have brown recluse spiders. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like when you go camping, like you check your shoes. Like that's what you do. Right. Even I mean... That is one of the few like disaster preparedness things I have ingrained in me. 
this. But if you lived in Australia and half of the species on that continent are out to kill you, like, (laughs) wouldn't you know to check your shoes? This episode terrified me. So when I was in Sydney, I kept my shoes upside down. You were like, oh my God, that Sydney spider is out to kill me. When it's cornered, it bites repeatedly. Oh my gosh. I was really, really obsessed with it. And so I would like whip back my covers every night before I got into bed. I would look under the bed. I would zip up my suitcase during the day so nothing could crawl in. Oh my God. And is that a real spider? Like they weren't exaggerating? Oh yeah. No, it's a real spider. It is. It's a Sydney funnel web spider, which is... It lives in, I guess Sydney's in kind of a bowl. Like like Los Angeles kind of deal? Yeah, like a geographical bowl. And so it really prefers that climate. And uh, so it's just there. Like, is it in people's houses or is it in like... okay, here's the thing. You know, like we have wolf spiders, but they don't come in the house. Uh, Ours do. Really? Oh, yes. I've never seen one in the house. Oh, my gosh. Consider yourself very lucky. I thought they were outdoor spiders. Um, I'm going to have nightmares for the rest of my life. Sorry, I was just telling myself this nice story that they only live outside. Sure. Go with that. Um, Spiders are definitely a consideration in Australia. Mm -hmm. And some, a friend of, of ours, Jojo and mine, um, who lives there now, I -hmm. I was trying to get the lowdown, like what's the worst thing about this country? Cause I was pretty in love with it. And I wanted to hear all the bad things at that point to like be unsmitten. And she's like, spiders. Wow. Yeah. So, so like worse than the racism and misogyny, like, well, I think, I mean, yeah, it I depends suppose, where you are because yeah. we were in cities and I think that's a very different scenario PC wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure it gets real ugly when you go out. But I guess civil- also the spiders get real ugly when you go out in the bush too. Oh so, so, so Sydney funnel webs, I think are primarily in gardens, oh. but, but here's the thing. When I talked to any Australian about spiders, and I just assumed they'd be like, oh, yeah, they're they're real bad, or the funnel web. They were like, nah, I've never seen a funnel web. It's not a big deal. Like, they don't care. And they're like, and the huntsman spiders get them, so we don't mind. Oh, yeah, you the told huntsman. me this. The huntsman, that sounds like a fairy tale. They are huge. Huntsman spiders are huge. They are like giant kind of blonde-ish tarantulas. Oh, and they can like run really fast and they are, so Australians love them because they, they kill, kill the funnel web. Yeah. They kill the nasty and ones. And they don't go after humans or? No, they generally don't. Like their bite could hurt you. It's not going to kill you, but generally they stay away from humans and go for bad spiders. And so, I mean, I understand why you would want those, but I also am like, you guys, you have a spider problem. Wow. <laughs> like you just need to move because you're, you're saying like this giant yeah. huntsman spider is like the good one. And it's terrifying. That's like, I, you know, I don't mind swimming where there are great whites. Cause there's even bigger sharks to get <laughs> like what the even bigger great whites control the population. Get the smaller the great smaller. whites and both of them could eat us, but they probably won't. Yeah. What? No, it was a very comforting. And then I'd hear stories from people who lived there like, oh, yeah, one time I watched this huntsman spider and it was galloping. Oh. Right? No. Gallop no. is not a word I want to hear with eight legs. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. So the cold open is terrifying and I block it. I don't. I, I do actually, the thing. like I knew what was going to happen. A, mm-hmm. I'd seen it before. B, it's predictable. But like as soon as she puts on, I'm like, no, don't put on the shoe. No. As soon as the creepy e music that like, music is yeah. awful i know i but that's my would cue like to, to put move, my hand up. oh my god i would like to move to ban that music because 
it just it's very effective i could practically feel the spiders on my skin yeah. when they play that music it's very creepy crawly it's really good they they chose wisely but i don't like it and yeah i just put my hand up so i don't have i would to like see. to speak to the manager <laughs> oh yeah so the manager aka deb cox oh wait no it's fiona mm. who is one of the executive producers of the show is an arachnophobic person really and so this was her idea like all along was to have a sydney funnel web spider's bite be the thing that killed somebody like that's the murder weapon in one of the I think episodes that's a perfectly reasonable phobia oh personally. yeah yeah, yeah, and I'm surprised that it's not a nationwide phobia there. Yeah. Like, it should be. But anyway, so it was she was conquering her fear of spiders with this episode. I love too. that she transferred that fear onto Phryne. Like, it's the one <laughs> thing that Phryne can't I handle. I love that so much. Yeah. I love that in the second to last episode, her Achilles heel is revealed, and the scene where the spider drops out of the purse and she, like, scurries up yeah. on top of that piece of furniture and yeah. everyone's not looking. They're not looking at the spider on the floor. They're all looking at her yeah, like, like what? what just happened? Like she is a bona fide superhero. <laughs> She's a total her, badass in her every... Achilles heel is something so <laughs> mundane and prosaic know, and, and stereotypical. It's, it's great. It's so perfect. Yeah. And it's so fun to watch everybody's reaction because it would be really astonishing to have yeah. this person who's like bulletproof suddenly yeah. be afraid of like, a spider yeah. and and react the way that she did. Yeah, that is one of my favorite scenes too. It's just and so and I, it's so I like, relatable too mm-hmm. because who like I would do that. Right. I am no superhero. I can't do anything. I suck. Right. Like, like I can't. I don't give me a gun. I will screw people. it up so bad. But I would be up on that chair with her. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do love how relatable it is. It's super mundane, but that's the thing. Yeah, that's her undoing. And, and even Dot, Dot, who's afraid of everything at the beginning, Dot's like, yeah, it's a spider. Like, she's yeah. not... I love all God's creatures, too. <laughs> Does not help when they kill people, though. Yeah. Yeah, she's so sweet. Oh. But there are so many scenes. So, yeah, in the tennis pagoda thing, is that what you called it? A pagoda? Um, the rotunda. I wanted to ask you about that, because here we are back at the mansion again. Uh-huh. Is... The rotunda actually there? It very much is. Oh! I stood outside of the rotunda and took pictures and went behind the tree where Frederick Byrne is uh, stalking them with his camera. Oh, that guy, such a scumbag. He is a scumbag. Yeah, he's he's a great scumbag yeah. in this. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's very much there. It's not too far from the house itself. So, but it was closed. I was so sad. Aww. Not that like I think it's probably just a storage shed. There's probably nothing. It's got great woodwork in it, there. It, like yeah. It's a really gorgeous building, and yeah. it is definitely there. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Phryne doesn't investigate before Jack gets there. Or yes. she probably pokes around a little bit. And I attribute this to her realizing, well, and she says, like, thought I'd hold back until we figured out what kind of wildlife we were dealing with. Yeah. And she does it in that sort of, like, I'm not telling the whole truth, you know. Yeah. Kind of way. Um, but then when Jack reveals it was a spider bite, she seems momentarily surprised. So did she know it was a spider or didn't she? I missed that because I assumed, yeah, I assumed she took one look at the foot. Yeah. And was like, and noped the hell out of there. <laughs> well, he peels back the sock and it looks like the sock had not yet been peeled back. So, but I would assume you'd see because it you would, probably, it bit through her sock. Yeah, I would, you I would, would see that from something. outside. 
So yeah, she knew it was something icky and waited for him to come, but then I think she didn't realize it was like a spider. There also were too many gratuitous spider bite shots in this. Like even on (laughs) Stanley's wrist. I'm like, I don't need to see those little mandible chew holes. Like did mm -mm. not need to see that. Yeah. And like all other episodes, there were just uh, one or two extra plot lines that we didn't need. I still can't figure out the photos and who was doing what with whom and who paid whom to do the things with the other person. I really couldn't get the names straight on this one. Oh, I've got the names. I locked that down. But yeah, storyline, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, don't care. And something about Mormon tennis shoes. Oh, yeah. That was Angela Lombard's. Uh, Angela. That's I, I kept writing Miss Lombard because that's Ms. what Lombard. Jack calls her. But Oh, yeah. No, she's a great character. Um, she annoyed the hell out of well, me. Well, yes, but she's supposed to be very brash and American. Yeah. I think this one just, it, it was that plus like the 1920s jazz speak that just went a little too far. Also her, that red dress that she wears that she has Jack. I'm here rolling my eyes really hard. <laughs> Can you at least untie me? That feels, that dress looks like 1928 going on 1975. Like it feels really, doesn't quite feel right in terms of the period. Maybe because it's fully open in the back. I don't. Okay. I'm consulting. It felt really seventies to me. Yeah. It does have sort of a. Caftan-y. Uh-huh. The pattern of the fabric. Um, It was like pole dancer caftan. (laughs) Pole dancer caftan. Uh, I can never, I always mean to put post-it notes in the pages because I end up doing this. That's okay. Oh, I, oh yeah. 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 Okay. So it was oh, called, yeah, the, I love the hat. Oh, the hat. no shade on the hat. Oh, wait, that hat was, I have that hat essentially. <gasps> I just need to put a giant like splotchy floral. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, I definitely heard what you were saying about the 1970s look. It is very seventies. Maybe Almost it's like the print. 60s, 70s. It is the print. It's got, um, like a grid pattern and then red dots um, that aren't even, like they're not evenly placed. It's really loud. I don't is, know. It is very loud. When but I saw it close up, I thought the fabric looked period, but hmm. I think the cut of it plus the color plus the fact that it's a little more risque even for that period, it just, I mean, I believe them. If it is vintage or whatever, I believe it. It just doesn't quite fit to me. Oh, they, okay, they're talking about the French Riviera and how this would have been mm. a popular thing. Um, the closure is like this giant white button and I yeah. really love it. I actually, I it's mean, like I, those envelope closures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I really, really love this thing and it works for her character. You could rock that. I could see oh, you in thank that. thank you. I, I don't think I'll attempt it, but I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> the hat. Yeah, I can do the hat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think it worked out really well for her character. And every she's in a bunch of red, I think. Um, like the red, that beautiful red dress that she wears on the boat. Yeah. The soiree. It's in here too. And it's got like a ruffle and it's made out of really interesting chiffon. I think the red also seems over the top on her because it just adds to this I'm... I'm a brash scarlet woman kind of thing. And it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. She is a little over the top, but it also kind of makes her fun. But also like, I'm going to drop a hint to Jack. And in case you didn't get the hint, here it is in explicit terms. Right. Like, yeah, we got it. Yeah. You want to play ball. We get it. We understand. I also, I have to say, I don't think that Jack would have actually untied her dress. Yeah. I was like, no. Okay. Especially since he... He has gotten so obvious with Franny. 
Like, he's not even trying to hide it anymore at this I mean, point. maybe he was doing it to prove to himself he still got it, you know. And then, I don't know, maybe make Franny jealous, potentially. But she wasn't even there until no, we, well, but we she, think she's not there, but. She definitely was jealous. And there, there's a scene on the boat where Angela says that Jack did such a good job of untying her dress and it must be those strong manly fingers. And she goes, oh, it's better when he does it with his teeth. It's so good. It's such a good comeback. And the thing the she look does, on her face. Yeah. She has like almost a sneer. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. And you're like, yes. But also I was like, can we not have cattiness? Like, hmm. Can we have one show where we don't have female rivals doing the cattiness thing? Because. I don't know. Yawn. <laughs> it's definitely overdone. But the show, this show doesn't lean on it. The way I know. It's shows true. Do. It passes maybe because I'm so flying colors. So. I'm so used to it not being there that when it does make an appearance, I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the most we've had was Conchetta and that was, um, I don't know. Oh, Conchetta and then like Rosie. But uh, yeah, I, guess. I didn't but, have a problem with either of those no. because Jack had actual history with those women. Right. And who's this nutball? Yeah, this lady is just trying to swoop in and, and grab him. And she's also just, I don't know, gauche. And She's American. What do you right, expect? Right. We are gauche. <laughs> we, are. we are. Um, but I just I feel like that's not that's not a honey trap for Jack. Mm, no. You know? That's why I'm I'm not totally convinced that this would have been in his character. I it just think. it just feels like like especially when you compare it with Rosie. Mm-hmm. Like Phryne seems like the bad girl, like the fun bad girl mm-hmm. com- compared to Rosie. But but she's also classy as hell, and I don't know. Then, then we have you know Miss What's her bucket? What even Lombard? Is? Yeah, Miss Miss Lombard, and she just I don't know. She's just way off on some other end of the spectrum. And I know, but isn't that the fun? She's I mean, not isn't fun. That she just made me roll my eyes. It was I, annoying. I don't know. I think she probably would be fun. Um, and I think you know and that's she compelling. Made, I got so mad for Dot. When she like puts dot on the spot on that yacht and it, dot I just on dot the on the spot on the yacht. Oh my God. <laughs> nice. <sighs> nice work there. Yeah. Yeah. Also dot on the spot is an unintentional pun. I just realized. Um, but when she, she like calls her out and is, and is kind of maliciously toasting her. Oh, I didn't think it was malicious. I did. Okay. I, I am so much closer to Dot's end of the introvert spectrum and the good girl spectrum. Yeah. I would feel, if I, if that were me in that situation, and I have been, not that there have been like photos of me like that, but like I have been put on the spot like that in the past by people and I have definitely felt like it was deliberate and malicious. Oh, I see, I thought it was the opposite. And I thought like in the storyline, so... Franny is saying, Dot, you need to go and confront the public and show them you're not afraid or not, you know, embarrassed by this photo. Which is and, so much and, easier said than done. Well, it is. And it's not in Dot's character usually. But right. she's, she's got to bluff her way through life and pretend like, this was fine, this was fine. And so I felt like this was the show's way of this character, like, validating Dot and what happened to her and spinning it from something to be ashamed of to something to be proud of in that moment because she was with that group of people. And so that would give her sort of ammunition to then face like her family, which would obviously not look at it the same way. I had a totally different read on that because I, because we, because we see Miss Lombard being catty in so many other instances in this 
that I read it as, oh, look at this goody girl. I'm going to humiliate her further because she's obviously a good girl. And look at her. She's wearing the most modest dress of everybody here. (laughs) She's wearing a little capelet on her shoulders and... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read that as I'm going to pour a little bit of acid in your oh, wound there. Oh, no. Not Dot. Don't oh. do it, Angela. No, I, yeah. I thought like she was toasting Dot. Like, you're one racy dame. Oh. <laughs> 1920s jazz speak is, it goes pretty far. I actually like wrote down all the lines. It's better um, than like groovy. Well, yeah. yeah. There are worse eras. This is the groovy of the 1920s. Yeah, it is. Lousy luck for the kid. And I had to make sure my deal with those God-fearing fellas didn't bite the dust. Yeah, I'd... she's so slangy. Yeah. It's gross. It's, it's too in your face. Yeah. I just paid the kid a lot of dough for the photo. And I'm just like, come on. Also, this is the only episode, I think, in the entire series where we hear a good day. Wait, I think there was one other. Was there? Yeah. I feel like you said that one other Did time. Did I? Okay, well. <laughs> I don't know. Second time. We have done a lot of good these. Day. It's hard like, to say. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who says the good day? The boy toy on the oh, boat. Oh, Terrence Lawson. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got Brash American boy toy, like whatever. Wait, is he? No, no. I was. Okay. Oh, Brash yeah. American comma, comma boy toy comma. It. Okay. Yeah. Oh, one more thing about Jack's character and what is in it or not. Yeah. Um, okay. So he was back and he arrives at the kitchen door and they have she, he and dot have their little moment yeah. where she's like uh you did not write to me except about fish which was absolutely warranted <laughs> that moment um and then he says hey look i got promoted the inspector said that he would resign if i was not given the promotion i i call bullshit on that i yeah. don't think that would have actually happened yeah I think Jack does not stick his neck out. Yes, he really likes Hugh and I think wanted him to, to you know, And that succeed. wouldn't be his style anyway. Jack would just be like, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to put in an order here. I need a new blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, to like throw all his cards on the table like that and be like, that's it. I quit unless you... Also, promote. it all happens off screen. That's such mm-hmm. an odd, awkward way to do it. Right. And that's a big... I feel like that's like too big show, a thing. show, don't tell. Yeah. Yeah. To then just offhandedly be like, yeah, the inspector said he'd quit if, there's he, an, if they didn't do this. Along those lines, there's another instance where I call bullshit. When Jack is sitting in his office and the phone rings and he's on the <laughs> phone for all of what, three nanoseconds oh, yeah. and he's like, oh yes, no more... Like also three nanoseconds after the newspaper appears, uh-huh. no more working with amazing, civilians. I'm like, amazing what? timing. Yeah, I'm like, no. Right. Also, you there wasn't even enough space on the phone for him to get all those words out. I yes, this is my pet peeve with a lot of phone conversations. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, but it's still- it says Timmy's stuck in a well, and he's got <laughs> six broken bones and a punctured lung, and I can't work with civilians anymore, and blah blah blah, <laughs> and the first chapter of this one book. And, yeah. Yeah. No, it's. It does And not I am fit. shocked, I tell you, shocked. <laughs> it's still better than, uh, what was it? It's the first episode in this season, Murder Most Scandalous? Mm-hmm. No. Death-defying feats. Mm. No. Sorry. First episode of season two, okay. it is Murder Most Scandalous okay. when uh, Sanderson is in play. Yeah. And then the, like, I don't know, who's the top brass? The commissioner. commissioner. And he's the and- deputy commissioner yeah right? and the commissioner calls jack and jack's like but oh anyway, anyway. and he's like yep understood sir yeah it's that was now i have really, to go deputize really... Friny. like no come on yeah 
Well, also, if he was getting a promotion over, you know, or he's going to throw a fit and leave, why hasn't Jack had a promotion in all this time? He doesn't want one. He and Rosie talk about that, right? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, because she wanted him to be more ambitious and to, like, rise through the ranks. Yeah, okay, but he... sometimes promotions happen whether you like them or not. Like, it happens. I don't, I don't really know the structure of the, the Melbourne Police Department, but it did sound from the episode with Rosie that he really likes where he's at and he doesn't want to be a yeah. desk jockey. And so, and she says, like, I can see why you like where you are. I can see why you like this part yeah. of the job. So, but I sometimes it is the case that if you're talented like that, sometimes they just say, well, too bad, you're now. It's like when teachers get promoted to administrator and they just wanted to teach or when designers get promoted to art director and they're mad they don't get to design anymore. And so... Well, I think he's purposely not letting that happen. Yeah. Although many people promote him in fan fiction. So he ends up as a commissioner Uh, at many times. You know, I've seen Batman. Commissioner Gordon gets a lot of action for a commissioner. (laughs) Well, yeah. In Gotham City. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I feel Gotham like City 19- and Melbourne are Yeah, so I feel like 1920s Melbourne is a lot like Gotham City. Yeah, it kind of is. They Murder rates the up phone, there. The bat phone. The bat phone. Um, okay, yeah. So that was one of my little beeves. Uh, <laughs> here is my other beef, and then I'm, I'm off the beef tangent. <laughs> off the beef train? <laughs> off the beef train. <laughs> okay, so when we get to the boat, which I definitely want to talk more about, um, the establishing shot they use is of that lighthouse. They used the exact same establishing shot in Queenscliff. And you can't do that. Yeah. Like, we aren't going to notice that it's the same shot? It's like shot. Mary Tyler Moore, you know, like they went to Minneapolis one time and they filmed about like five establishment shots and they got to use that for everything. Yeah. No, this is very clearly the same one from Dead Man's Chest. And I don't understand, like... Could they not just run to the foreshore and, Is you there know, only one lighthouse in all of Australia? Apparently, it's this one. Um, okay, so let's see. Can I go over the scenes that I like? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so there's in the tennis rotunda. There's outside of the tennis rotunda. Mm-hmm. There's the Buffalo Bill scene. There's outside oh, Frederick. Bill. I wrote house. sexy badge next to yep. my, yep, my yep. drawing of that badge. Spider in her bedroom. Spider in his office. Posing nude for photos, yes. sitting on his desk and distracting him, end scene where they're playing tennis. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's so the, many. This episode is chock-a-block with scenes where I'm like, oh, I love this scene. Yeah. And like some episodes, uh, <clears throat> Blood and Money, have like two where I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, this scene, and then it's done. I love the use of all of the vintage nudie photos mm-hmm. in this. Um, it reminds me, there's a Twitter account. I think I've talked about this. There's a Twitter account called whores of your, yes, that I love. Right. And it's written by this academic who writes about like historic sex positivity and stuff. It's great. Whores of your, and she's Brit too. <laughs> um, and she frequently posts vintage erotica hmm. like that. And it's fantastic. It really it's is. really beautiful stuff. And I have to like get my brain back into the 1920s because it's so tame Compared to oh, what we have, like yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Commands. I feel like it's so many things culturally we've built up this sensitivity to it where things are not titillating or shocking. Right, like we're desensitized so, to yeah, the so you, ankle. So we have Ankle's to... Ankle's right. no longer scandalous. Right, unless you're Amish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, so you have to, they have to find new and better ways to 
mm-hmm. get a reaction out of people or something. Yeah. No, we have moved so far beyond those nudie photos that I was like, oh, right. These are really bad to yeah. them. Like, yeah. they are scandalized. Um, and then, yeah, that moment where they are standing there with them and they look up at Frederick Byrne and he makes a dash for it. Yeah. It's pretty great. He's terrible. Like he's a, he's a oh, garbage guy. Such a garbage. And he's like, what are you going to do about her? I know. Oh, I'm behind the gate. You can't stop me. Neener, neener, neener. And I think we all know men like that. Uh-huh. Like he and represents. we want to smack them so hard. Yeah, we so want hard. to punch them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really, he did a very good job of capturing that, um, omnipresent, terrible man Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like his so i learned a new word bint i did not know that i missed that what is yeah it says stupid bint and it's british slang for a woman or girl but it's always disparaging and offensive like like cow or yeah i think uh, yeah he even used cow at some point he did he did use cow yeah he um uses all the words and i do also i learned pins from bert like the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. I he, knew pins. Like, I knew. Her, her pins are all right. And yeah. I had never heard that. Yeah. And I kind of love it. Pins is like gams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the fact that it's Bert, like I will let it pass. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, Frederick Byrne has some slang that is not okay. <sighs> There's but also, I learned some stuff. I, I have some issues. I have some technical issues here. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had my friend, Sarah, whom you met last week, uh, who yeah. is, she is a, medium to large format film photographer. So she knows all about this stuff. So Sarah, if you're listening, write in and tell me if I'm wrong here. But so we see the blackmail photograph of the sexy times on the side of the building. Mm -hmm. And then in the background is Constance. Mm -hmm. She is awfully well in focus for that. Mm. She's, She's walking. She's actually moving through a photograph which had to have been at least medium format if not it if not large format because of the level of detail mm-hmm. in there and usually with that film you have to have a somewhat longer exposure time and so somebody walking in the background it would be a blur yeah um now i know it's not like victorian era photography where you had to sit there for a 10 minute exposure <laughs> right. but it still would not be like an 800 iso mm-hmm. you know snapshot yeah, crystal clear yeah yeah i hear you so i got mad when I saw that. That's really I, funny. That is all I have to say about that. That's in your in your beeves yeah, category. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm still on the beeves. That's all right. I feel like, yeah, what's his name? Mr. Paparazzo is mm-hmm. a walking beef. I yeah. He's, I can't. he's just gross. Yeah. And I know that's intentional, but uh-huh. I was just oh I needed a shower after when, every scene he was in. When they're questioning him and he's like and Jack says, Where did you get this flask of lumberjack whiskey? Um he's like a friend and he looks yeah. away and it's so good it's so terribly done yeah like it's so bad yeah but it's so good um so yeah he is kind of a fun character yeah uh one of the scenes that i love is when jack and Franny are outside his door so she has just been deputized and yeah. then they go to fred oh Kern. and she's like and blah, 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 or yeah. whatever special what is what is her title again special constable Franny fisher yeah 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 <laughs> Does that thing with her eyebrows when Jack looks at her with like a, what did you just do? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, what? I'm just embracing. I'm just milking it. Yeah. It's so good. Her, I I just love it. Um, yeah. So Frederick Byrne is an interesting plot line. 
I think it's hilarious that he just runs for it when they see the nudie pictures. <laughs> like they're I'm not like, gonna come on. Yeah. Like they're not gonna track you down. Can I just say there's some excellent and copious quantities of Franny dressing gowns. Oh yeah. In this episode, there are so many of them, and each one is more lovely than the last. It's very true. And but the red one that she wears in the infamous spider yeah. under the Dutch cap scene. <laughs> um have you noticed that the flowers on the front are like nipple blossoms? No. They, they're like symmetrical and they come down on each side and then the little red flower is right there. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to rewatch this now. Yeah. Nope. Didn't notice that. I even did, well, I didn't. I just did a little like nipple flowers drawing. <laughs> it's a gorgeous robe. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. you're right. And then she wears the peach outfit when they're looking at the paper and the looking at the photo that Fred yep. Byrne took of her and Jack. And, and that magnolia robe, like the, it's the black oh. one with the white collar. I think those are magnolias. Okay. I don't know what yeah. they are, but that thing is so beautiful. Uh-huh. That white collar. With the white collar. That so statuesque on her. Pins the Buffalo Bill pin too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, My yeah. heart went pitter pat. For the robe? Pretty much. Oh, okay. All right. But then like My heart it just, went pitter pat for other reasons. But it enhanced that whole scene. Like <laughs> I feel like if she were just wearing one of her outfits in that, it would not... The fact that she's wearing a dressing gown, so she's already in a state of undress when uh-huh. this is happening. Yeah. Yeah, there is a special intimacy to that scene because she's fairly fresh-faced, mm-hmm. although she's still wearing makeup, obvs. But, of course. But, you know, theoretically is not wearing makeup, and right. she's in her dressing gown, and she just, like, scampered down the stairs yeah. first thing in the morning. But she's wearing this dressing gown that's not just, like, a bathrobe. This no. is not a read the paper, drink your coffee bathroom. This is like a courtesan kind of, yeah. like courtesan to the king kind I'm of I'm going to be royal even in my jammies. Right. Yeah. That's uh Bow to me. Yeah, exactly. No, that scene is amazing. Yeah. Um, I, there, why all the pinning? <laughs> why? Why not? Why all the pinning? Like, the, it's wonderful. I love it. I love every scene. So blood money. That's like one of the two the scenes that I like. It's an excuse to get fingers close to boobies. That's I, yeah. why. But like, let's find another way. Let's branch out a little. Why do you think she's not wearing real clothing at that point? Like, I'm just going to pin this like right here. Yeah. Like, And then he does it again. Well, at the end of wouldn't you? I would. It's just, it's gratuitous pinning. Of course it is. This and that is money. why I love it. The I, gratuitous quality is why I love it. <laughs> It is a fantastic scene when he pins that. And it's yeah. just so, like, heartwarming. Yeah. I've been saving this since I was 10 years old yeah. for Buffalo Bill. I know. But you'll have to do. And her eyes, somebody on Tumblr, I remember when I saw this way back, like in 2015, they talk, They called them rainbows shooting out of heart eyes or something. <laughs> and that is exactly her look. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Her eyes are just, it's rainbows, rainbows shooting out of her eyes. Speaking of eyes, that little, like when the spider is crawling up her arm and it closes in on her eyes, that is such a 1920s silent film trope right there. It's so good. Yes. It's so good. It's also like 1950s, like, uh, B movies. And I love the horror film aspect and they do it like two or three times and it gets progressively closer. Yeah. Like I was just waiting for a silent film, like show card to come up and be Uh like, Oh no, it's coming closer. I love that they do that. I love that they shove that stupid spider in the jar in our faces multiple times. Yeah. Like they start the scene with jar. Oh my God. With the, Uh and then the little like, um, but I love it. And it it actually reminded me of some of the really fun, like monster of the week episodes of the X-Files where they would do that and they would like put it in your face. I love it. It's really funny. 
And I think it ha- it kind of goes back to like over f- overcoming one's fear of spiders is just like going all in. Yeah. Like let's just put this in everybody's oh face and get Did over it. Did you notice how shiny it was? Ugh. Let's show it again. I know. It's really funny. And I love Franny's look when they're in the morgue and Mac is explaining that this was a, a very distinctive spider. Yeah, she's definitely like, from Sydney. Franny's expressions are so good. So good. She's like, oh, it's so devious. And like, yeah. <laughs> like treating the yeah. spider like a person yeah. that was out to get her. It's so, so funny. I, I I am personally affronted when spiders happen in my life. Ugh. I am I am like, you did that on purpose. I love that she gives oh, it God. motive. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so back to the dressing gowns for a second. So she, okay. I think I counted, I think, four? Wow. Oh, yeah, this. I think you're right. So let's see. She's got the orange Muppet. Uh-huh. Um, she's got the red nipple flowers dress. Uh-huh. She has the black magnolia Statuesque. thing. Statuesque yeah. thing. And she's got whatever the one is that she's wearing when she does the nudie sh- photo shoot. Oh, the silver one. Yeah. It's the silver post-coital robe. Right. Yes. That's With right. With the silver underwear. Is she wearing silver underwear? Yeah, like her bra, her oh, yeah, camisole. It's like, it's like, and like ivory satin. Yeah. she. Yeah. I love that she's not like a lace undies kind of gal. She is like a... She needs support and need, I mean... Although that bra, I guess, maybe if you're an A cup like that, but how much support are you going to get out yeah, of that no. weird deflated balloon thing? Her support would not thing. work for me at all. Yeah. But she also is wearing two bras I need like an Aunt scene. P level of uh-huh. yep. girdle. Yep. Give me some real infrastructure, Boobage, please. yeah. Um, no, she's wearing like two bras when she's doing the the nudie Which sh- is so session. underhanded. I love that. I she's like, oh, you don't get to see me naked. And oh, whoops. Once again, she... so. I had recently watched um, Murder Most Scandalous and was enjoying that Phryne does the fan dance and she like embeds herself in the Imperial Club yeah. in a way that Jack absolutely would not be able to do. And so therefore she gets and Jack's more information. Jack's like, <laughs> Right. But he, he also acknowledges like, yeah, you got way further because yeah. you could go in. And so again, she goes in in the guise of needing photos from Frederick Byrne to ask him a question. Yeah. And once again, Which is like, like, wouldn't Frederick Burns be like, well, I'm sure he did see through it. He just was like, well, whatever. No, he's get more idiot. photos out of the deal. Yeah, he's a total idiot. And why? So as she's like steadily undressing and we're just about to get to the... Like, good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. And he suddenly is like really paying attention to changing something in his camera. He's changing his film out. And he's not noticing what's happening. And you're like, dude, that... No. Like you just got played. Really? Yeah. You didn't and, see that coming? Right. It was pretty clear also, what was happening. Also, she's wearing like eight layers of clothing here. <laughs> I love when he's like, could you like lean forward? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. That's Her, so good. It's such a good like shut down. Yeah. With this sort of, I don't know, judgmental tone. It's so well done. So good. Perfectly delivered. Yeah. As per usual. Um, um, there is so much good tennis wear. Yes. In this. And, like, it's not just, like, your standard tennis whites. There's, like, 55 different versions of tennis whites for men and women in this. <laughs> and I wrote Jack with, like, 14 A's in tennis whites, all oh, caps, with yeah. the sleeves rolled up. Like, yeah. oh, help me. I know. Oh, yeah, I know. God. Like, I, yeah. Man, that man looks really good in... Well, actually, all the men looked really good in tennis clothing in this. Mm-hmm. Like... I thought Stanley looked so good in that cream colored jacket with like the green tie and the green scarf. That was beautiful. 
Um, who's the boy toy again? Terrence. Terrence. Terrence looked really good in his tennis whites. Everything was like crisply pleated, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Constance's various costumes. Like I love her short sleeve sweater with like the grid weave, and then that straw hat with those beautiful cluster of oh, white yeah. flowers. I don't know what those were, but yeah, that is really pretty. Really, really she lovely. Had some nice costumes. Yeah. And they were very subtle compared to Angela Lombard's. But, yeah. But I mean, we had two other female characters that got to be dressed, you right. know? And so it was really fun right. to see what they were wearing. And even Phryne had that sheer white jacket with like the yeah. blocky grid pattern. So, I know. Yeah. It was like, it was like a gauzy long coat that had some sort of woven grid. Yeah. Of it was like solid white. There was shears, but when the shears cross mm-hmm. on the plaid, it makes for like an opaque. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting. I and I have no idea what that was. No. Like, I was curious about it, organza? too. Organza? No. It's not know. in my book because I looked. I was curious about that. Um, did you know that her that the feather thing she wore with her pajamas was called the Muppet? No. Oh, my gosh. It's called the Muppet. Really? Like the official I just name. wrote it down, the orange right. Muppet. Anything that looks like that, I'm going to shorthand it as a Muppet. It's called the Morning Muppet Set. That's hilarious. Yeah. You well, just- she looks like Animal from the Muppet Show. <laughs> she kind of Woman, <laughs> very elegant version of animal. Oh yeah, and then on the next page is the silk, silver dressing the gown, postcoital one. Is it really called the postcoital yeah. dressing gown? Does oh it no, actually... no, no. That's my name for okay. it. Because that's also sounds like it could be real. Oh yeah, it could be. No, I just noticed that's always the one she puts on after. Yeah, she goes in with the red or the peach. Anyway. Um, she looks good in peach. She she looks good in everything. everything. Uh, except, except navy. This, well, yeah, and the amoeba coat, which makes... Why is the amoeba coat in the very last episode? I know I'm jumping ahead, but mm-hmm. that's not right. No, it did not need to be fo- featured again. Ever. I know. Yard yeah. sale. Again, I saw it because I had just watched Murdered Most Scandalous, and I was like, ugh, no. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was really bummed that they brought that one back. Like, of all the things she wears, do uh-huh. we really have to bring that one back? Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, the dress that she wears on the boat to the party on the boat, that black, the black thing with like a super deep V-neck. I kind of skimmed right. I kind of like didn't really notice that one because maybe because maybe because um, Miss Lombard was wearing all that red business. But <laughs> right. But yeah, I kind of that was I think that got the least amount of notice for me of everything in this episode. It's it's not my favorite of her like sequined beautiful ball gowns. things yeah. yeah but um it's the stole that goes with it yeah the stole is lovely red sequins and the name of that one is liquid fire Ooh. or sorry no liquid flame so it was the liquid flame dress because when the red stole moves it looks like flame yeah which i can see um but i kind of i mean the thing with her clothes sometimes they're really they're cut so simply or yeah. they're just on the bias, which right, gives right. a lot of movement. That's why I was talking about with her underwear, like no lace, just panels, mm-hmm. just very simple. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a certain figure to pull that off. And she totally does. She but does. like the pleatless white pants. Yeah. Like that would show every flaw you have, but she has none. So, <laughs> you know, I love those trousers. I, yeah. would, I want somebody to make those. I'm sure somebody does. Okay. So up there with not looking great in Navy, I feel like the blue spectrum is not hers because mm. the other outfit I don't love is at the end when she's wearing that Chinese neighbor jacket and yes. the periwinkle scarf. First yes. of all, that color combo, like periwinkle plus ice blue, uh-uh. No, I, I uh-uh. don't 
Yeah, there's that other outfit, the seafoam one, and it's the same like pastel blue purple. I I'm not pastels are not her thing. She's dual tone, peach fine, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, yeah. No, I I don't really care for this one. It's um the brocade coat with mandarin collar and the periwinkle scarf. I mean, I love mandarin not Nehru. Yeah, you're right. I love how she dresses with these scarves which we've talked about before like these totally super superfluous it's just like just, something drapey to make yeah, me look like taller super ridiculous impractical yeah but i love that about this. and nary a wrinkle to be found <laughs> right. i never sit dot. down it's been my entire life <laughs> standing up this one um so in the book it talks about how this jacket had to be resha- reshaped oh. because it had bust darts but in the 1920s, they, they wouldn't have had bust. They darts. didn't have darts of any kind, right. apparently. So they had to completely Everybody redo it. Everybody looked like it. Twiggy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not my fave. Um, so something I was wondering about with the costuming: um, tennis whites. I I had always assumed it was a class thing because, I mean, tennis is a rich person's game, and I did write down that. Um, Tennis was really popular. It was actually it was originally called Royal ten, um, Tennis, re, Real Tennis or Royal Tennis. And it was a game played by the uber, uber, uber wealthy. Like Henry VIII loved tennis. Um, <laughs> he would. He would. <laughs> um, and so I didn't research tennis whites, but I would imagine that it was a class thing. Because if you are wealthy enough mm-hmm. to have servants, like, yeah, you'd wear white because you don't right. have to get the grass stains out of it. Like, right. When you're or the, when you're poor, if you're you, playing on a court or yeah. whatever, yeah. So and and plus, like they're so pristine, like there's ironed pleats and things. Mm-hmm. Like that's a friggin' nightmare. And many layers. I mean, at least for Franny, yeah, like, she's got all kinds of drapiness. It's like cricket going. with like the and like the sweaters on the men and yeah. the, the vests and things. I don't know. I didn't you didn't you look up that like white is a requirement for professional tennis these days, which makes me think of like Serena oh, Williams yeah. wearing that black bodysuit, which she got right. into all kinds of trouble for because hello racism. I know. Yeah. And then did you see the one that she wore recently? It's got no. like zebra stripes. I yeah. love her. I know. She's I amazing. Too. She is amazing. Um, yeah. So Wimbledon required people to wear white as like as recently as 1890. Wow. So, I, it's a thing in tennis. I just yeah. forgot to look up like yeah. why it's a thing. I but would I would I have guessed it was a class thing. I that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because rich people aren't white. insufferable enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact about this episode though. Yeah, this episode featuring tennis is all thanks to Marion Boyce, who would oh. arrive at their like weekly meetings with tennis rackets because she that was her routine. She was, no, because it was she was lobbying to have a tennis themed episode because she could envision these beautiful tennis whites um, with a backdrop of like a deep green. Like it was all for the visual of it. And And they obviously filmed it in the spring because the jacaranda blossoms are blooming back there. It looks very background. Yeah. Yeah. It's really lovely. Right. It is. It's a gorgeously shot and yeah, all of it's beautiful, but I love that it originated like the entire plot, the entire theme of this episode was because of the costume designer. That's great. Well, had a vision. It does make sense too. I did research this a little bit. Um, Women started playing tennis in like around 1860, which is incidentally when the tennis racket was invented in Hmm. um, apparently uh, or the modern tennis racket, I should say. Okay. Um, Because originally it was played with um, in the 16th century. It was played with a hand. It's called jeu de palm. Like you (laughs) hit it with that. Just seems really impractical Uh to me. It does. Well, also women have smaller hands. Yeah, well, women weren't allowed to play then anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. But in 1860-ish, 
when they, um, so the tennis racket was developed in like Birmingham, England. And that Hmm. also was where women started playing, where and when women started playing tennis. Um, and it became, now it's like this, it's one of the few sports where women and men kind of compete equally like golf. And they're even mixed. There's mixed doubles. Mm -hmm. There's actually mixed sex tennis. Um, but, um, the first Olympic games where women could compete in tennis was 1900 in Paris, but the first women's doubles appeared at the 1920 Olympic games in Antwerp. So it kind of goes right along with every other trope in this show of like women coming into prominence in the 1920s. So tennis as a women's sport would very much have been popular at that time, especially women's doubles and, um, and the, the class aspect of it. I think, I think it's, it fits Mm. right in with every other trope of the show. You know what other thing I just thought of that I would have liked to have seen in this show is biking, like Mm. bicycles becoming part of everyday life for women. I just read an article about that, talking about the Victorian era and how the bicycle was as important as birth control in women's independence because suddenly women could work, they could commute, they could go out in public. Um, They had pockets in their dresses. (laughs) There were all sorts of things that were revolving around the bicycle yeah. and there was a huge backlash against women on bikes being unfeminine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's bring it all the things yeah. that you roll like, out every get time. back in the kitchen. What uh-huh. are you doing on that bicycle? Exactly. There's this whole world. Like you could write a whole thesis on this stuff yeah. oh, and I'm, yeah, have. you're right. They should have done a bicycle. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Take a note for season four. <laughs> Ahem. <clears throat> can't you just picture dot on a bike? Totally. I totally can. her independence. I can't. Picture Franny on the bike. She'd be like standing on the seat, like with a scarf blowing in the wind, like doing acrobatic tricks or something half naked. But yeah, I, there's gotta be some other, it would be like, she doesn't a, need a bike. She has an airplane. Right. Right. <laughs> she has, she has many things to get her around, but I can completely see Dot on a bike. Yeah, for sure. Totally. And Jane. And Jane. Where's Jane? Oh wait. And Jack, because Nathan Page and the bike was thing. actually a cyclist. Yeah. Right. Did Jane die? No, she's going to school. She's right. getting her oh, learning right. done uh-huh. on the continent, right? I want more orphan ward in this world. I like Jane. Jane's great. Yeah, Jane was great. Um, um, okay. So. Oh, this is not Tennis White's, but couple, at the beginning, I love Franny's outfit at the beginning where she's wearing that yellow... I think it's chenille. Oh, the fuzzy jacket yeah. thing. It's the, yeah. I think it's chenille, although okay, I'm not here, sure. It's in my book. Okay. Was, or boucle or something. I don't yeah, know. I think it's boucle. Um, it's, oh, and the hat, that hat from the end. I love that hat with the, <laughs> the white rosette on the straw hat. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I love that hat. Oh. I also love the hat from the beginning with the, the yellow feathers. I love that outfit. She looks great in yellow and doesn't wear enough of it. It's true. Well, okay. Actually, I don't know. I'm not fully in love with not this Not sold coat. on it? I like how she rocks it. It's a little, it's like the combination of the yellow and the fuzzy. So I don't love the fuzzy, but I love that color okay. on her. It's a silk velvet jacket and it's from, silk it's, velvet. it's actually vintage. So wow. this was one of the pieces that a fan sent in for them to use. Oh my God. So yeah, it's original. It's, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a, like a canary, well, kind not of a dingy canary. <laughs> it's more like, it's almost Naples yellow. It's almost like a... Sorry, I'm using paint colors no, again. I do this a lot. Um, I got into a whole geeky conversation with an art teacher last week about Naples yellow 
And it was great. I've like met my conversational soulmate. It was fantastic. It's really funny. Yeah. Weirdly, my client just specified she wanted Naples yellow as the background. I so love, it's one of my favorite colors. Okay. Yeah. Well. Pale, way to pale go. yellow. Way to go, Naples yellow. Made with lead. You're <laughs> taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, what so... I what I meant to talk about was her necklace that she wears with that. Oh. It's, it's... like this weird very art deco almost trapezoidal thing and then she has matching earrings that are like flowers yes i i it's probably mother of pearl but i had it in my head that it looks kind of like a big old splashy opal which only mm. she would be able to afford i think it's mother of pearl and i feel it like we've be. seen it before because i don't think opal i don't think they cut opals like that yeah it's like triangular right Some it's, of the, it's like a, i mean the um, necklace is because the earrings are it's like trapezoidal yeah. okay okay yeah. It's like the, they look, it looks like an upside down movie theater sconce from the 1930s. <laughs> <Okay>. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, talking about, right? Those. Yeah. Um, no, I remember the earrings because they have a little bit of a, they sort of flower. It, or they almost look like, like a child's drawing of a flower. Uh huh. We've seen that in another one. Yeah. She's worn that before. I think it is Mother of Pearl. But I, I'm pretty sure because it's it also such a big really and flat. Thin. Yeah. 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 I'm, I think it is Mother of Pearl. That outfit, though, is really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that the hat with the yellow feathers, mm-hmm. and it's like stripey, so it's like tiger stripes. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. Um, look at that; it's lovely. It's like it, she looks like a giant fishing lure. I love it. <laughs> I want to like dunk her in the water and catch a big old fish. So oh, good. That's funny. I hadn't yeah. even realized her tennis whites are on. The yeah, on the facing, facing page. page. That hat it it looks like bunting. It looks like political it bunting. Totally it's does. so good. You're I right. love it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, white velvet burnout coat with oh here's that word again godets godets are those I don't the little know. like hanky hem things those are or? yeah they're the like uh the ruffle the, the things they stick in the, the which i don't love it's such an oh, odd construction like to me but it's very it seems very art deco and it also very just much. gives it so much movement but it True. keeps the shape really simple. It makes, just makes me wonder, like, oh, I have this drapey handkerchief. I'm just going to sew this into the dress and call <laughs> it a pleat. Like, what, <laughs> who invented that? I don't know. But I think they work pretty well for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Dot's um, pink sweater with a little embroidery, the flower embroidery under the collar. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so sweet. And have we seen that before? I think so, but I'm not 100%. It's, I just really liked that. Um Oh, the last detail that I wrote down, um, at the, the final tennis match at the end, I love the little girls in their straw hats. Like one of them has those cobalt blue hair ribbons. The ones sitting like behind Anna Franny? Green Gables. Yeah. Do you know who they are? No. Those are S.E. Davis's daughters. <gasps> really? They're twins. They, oh. Those are her daughters. Yeah. And they look so much like her husband. I thought they were adorable. They are adorable. But yeah, fun fact. Oh, you know all the fun facts. I, I know many of them. My brain is stuffed full of them and not great. much else. That is <laughs> but really they are great. really cute. They're perfect. Yeah. Oh, so um, good. So, oh, and also, um, what's his name? Mr. Boy Toy. Terrence. Yeah. Um, did they, when he was in that pinstripe jacket, did they like borrow the crew jackets from season one from those annoying oh, university right. boys? Blech. Yeah. I feel like that's what the only it? menswear misstep in this I know. one because young I, men and stripy. Even suits. the the vile scumbag photographer is wearing this really yummy wool brown wool waistcoat mm-hmm. that I really liked. I feel like the menswear in this is just really lovely, except for that stupid striped 
jacket. Well, Ugh. I mean, this is all upper crust. a zoot suit. Oh, right. Yeah, it's kind of... Kind of did look like that. Kind of, it's the same era. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because we were dealing with upper society, yeah. everybody's dressed real nice. Yeah. So we get to see these fancy, fancy things, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. But uh, we should also acknowledge this was like the 1%. Oh, very much so. Um, oh, okay. So Franny does her thing where she's like aggressively questioning a woman about something that was probably fairly traumatic. Which part is this? And she's done this about like, you're gay, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Are you talking about the mastitis? Um, yeah. When she figures it out and she like, I call bullshit on that whole thing. Right. The stage T fending off man. Yeah. No. Right now I am someone who's trying to fend off mastitis myself. Like literally I've like (laughs) come close a couple of times and I'll tell you, I could not hide that business. You can't, that whole thing about like, she would be in excruciating pain all the time. She, her, her body would not look absolutely pre-pregnant. Like right. there would be some evidence yeah. somewhere. You couldn't completely hide it like that for that long. It's ridiculous. I know. I think even like, even setting aside all the physical things that would result, I emotionally and just like as even if she isn't person, attached to the baby that she right. had, she still would be a hormonal mess. There like would, she would have no control over that. Yeah. Her husband would still realize like something was up unless he's right. a total imbecile, which he didn't he seem to be. He must be a total imbecile because. He seemed like he would be, have been sensitive and noticed like she's ex- acting extremely He even extremely figured odd. out she was the murderer and then got his own spider to like try <laughs> to take the blame away from her. But he didn't notice that she had had an entire whole ass child. Like <laughs> what? I know. It is kind of implausible. Yeah. And the whole like, oh, oops, I have a little stain on my dress. Not Okay, I'm sorry. I actually now, I actually know what it is like now to lactate through your shirt. And it is not like that. You make a whole big, huge mess. (laughs) And you can't control it. And it happens at the most weird times. Yeah. You would not be going to a cocktail party without something stuffed in your bra. Totally. Like. Right. No. She would have seen that coming, I have to assume. (sighs) I, it happens like three times a day to me. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it's all and implausible. I, like this day, I just have t-shirts to ruin. Like I don't have a silk charmeuse <laughs> dress here. Like, come on. I feel like the tell now in any episode is like when a woman was not doing a thing for a particular amount of time. Obviously she had a child. Yeah, I know. Like, come on. Fill in the blank. Come on. Why was she out of the tennis world? Why was she out of the racing scene? And the whole, Why like, was she out yes, of- I figured out that she had a whole ass child and was hiding the lactation from this tiny blurry background detail in a photo. Well, and the sage tea, I guess. And the wiping a tiny stain off of her. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, Franny's real smart. But then she completely attacks her. You had a child, didn't you? Yeah, didn't you? Like, You've given birth. Didn't you? Haven't you? And recently, too. Confess. Yeah. yeah. Come like, on. This had Are you to a feminist been, or aren't you? Right. That had to be very difficult How for about, her. Here, let me find the most painful recent memory in your life and let me poke at it. Yeah. Until you die. dig in there and accuse you. I mean, I get that Franny's friend is Stanley like that's Franny's friend is an idiot. You no, know, he is kind of an idiot. Yeah. And love made a fool of him. I mean, she's like, he went and bought a spider, but he didn't. Oh my his, God. His, I just, his own little spider decoy. Yeah. I found the I jar. Mean, Therefore so, it is. I assumed that you picked up this random poisonous spider that doesn't even, is not even endemic to this part of Australia. <laughs> I figured that out on my own. Yeah. But you had a child. What? I know. 
Yeah. I get that Franny is in Stanley's court, so to speak. Like, they nice. are, uh, well, done. well played. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let's stop this now. <laughs> um, no, I get that she would be like an ally of his over Constance. Yeah, okay. But the, the level to which she I don't know. Her aggressiveness on this particular issue is really And also Constance like, tennis is the only thing that matters ever. I know. That was a little over the top too. I don't, so that I thought pointed to sort of the options that she had at that point. And it's at like the very end. Like she's clinging to what she's. Well, we've talked about before, like there, there was an episode where women were talking about the things they love to do, not just like surviving but right. going beyond that and, right. and making sure that they are doing what they love to do and here is this woman who is Maslow's doing hierarchy of needs yeah she's doing what she loves to do and she realizes she screwed up she got pregnant and that like derailed the entire Everything. thing well i mean then Not she quite, did she married the rich guy to fund her yeah at career to a point like then she killed somebody so <laughs> so that yeah, minor detail yeah that was definitely one of the decisions that she made that probably wasn't so great and derailed her entire life but yeah. um but yeah before that like she realizes her her dream of being the world champion right is shot because she screwed right. up right and it's really kind of gut-wrenching when she when she says it well and also she is probably like hormonal and screwed up and she's feeling everything that she would be feeling anyway, like much more intensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says tennis is everything. It's the only thing I love. And it's really sad. It's also like, ouch. Well, yeah. Sorry, Stanley. I mean, Stanley Sorry, child got a raw deal here. Yeah. He, I, she definitely played Stanley for sure. Yeah. And I get why Franny is upset about that, that she used her Well, but friend, also but... Franny is supposed to know better than anybody what limited options there are for yes. women. And she's like, and you married him so he would fund your career? And he, and she's like, well, yeah, that's yeah. what women did then. Right. That's, that's what, what a lot of women to do. still do. If they did not themselves inherit wealth like you did right. somehow. Yeah. I know. And she mentions it two um, or three times. My spouse also funds my career because I would not, we would not be able to live in the house we live in with the lifestyle we live with just my career. It's not possible. Right. And I actually make a living from my work as an artist and not every artist can say that, but it's not enough to support both of us. Like right. we would have to have his job. Very often so, couples depend on one person's income. Right. And that still applies to And me. frequently because we still live in the society we live in, frequently that is the man's income. Like yeah. that's how it is. I know. So Yeah. So the way not she, actually a gold digger, like Yeah. No, she's so like snide about it and like we can't all marry tennis coaches who have lots of money i'm like someone who inherited a crap ton of wealth i know she's accusing constance of doing something that she would have had to do yeah like that is the only way that she could see this dream through right and And, she was doing it has the most expensive hobbies on the planet Uh like car racing plane flying (laughs) flamenco what what else does she do that yeah plus okay when she at the end she th- she says, okay, take the forfeit or we're going to arrest you in public. Then they go and arrest her in public anyway. Yeah. They handcuff her right there in front of the audience. That's true. They do. They are not very subtle about it, even though they say they could be subtle. She forfeited due to injury. Oh, a few of my leg. <laughs> okay, <laughs> handcuff time. I know. Yeah. Oh, this is just part of the forfeiting process. When mm-hmm. you When you hurt your ankle, we put you in handcuffs and then a cop leads you away and everything's fine. 
<laughs> you didn't win cuffs. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. Yeah, that was a little underhanded of them. I guess I kind of want to run down these scenes real quick. We haven't even gotten to the elephant in the room here. What's the elephant? The Dutch room? cap scene. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, my brain can't handle all the goodness of this episode. Oh my God. And I just want to go in and, like, dissect every little bit of it, just, which would take about four hours. Yeah. So we probably can't do we that. We just have but, a podcast just about the diaphragm. Oh, man. Yeah. So amazing. Um, yeah, we talked about the horror film aspect of the start where the spider is crawling up her arm. I do want to point out, I love that when she goes to her vanity, she gets up real close to the mirror and like looking at pores and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. you are a lady. And she, that is, this what is women the do. only time we ever see her like brush her hair in this. Her mm-hmm. hair is usually like perfect. Uh-huh. And she's actually like working at it, at, know. you know. Yeah, yeah, she's like really gonna do her makeup and everything in that vanity, yeah. and then that spider. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But I having the foresight to cover it with something like my, I would have just wanted it off, and then I would have squashed. I would have thrown bricks at it. Yeah, like <laughs> I have killed spiders that way. I have th- literally thrown bricks oh, at spiders. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how many bricks you have in a bedroom, it's pretty, but it's pretty hardcore. So yeah, she's at the vanity doing her lady thing and spider and then has the foresight to cover it with her dutch cap with her diaphragm (sighs) and i love there are so many do they actually they must have gotten like an actual vintage diaphragm for that because they're not they don't look they're not that like terracotta indian rubber that thing looked real old yeah Yeah. i wonder where there's got to be some sort of like museum of contraception vintage contraception yeah yeah um but the the camera shot that they did so like they show it on the floor. They show it moving, and she's like, Ugh. and then the camera now is from a different angle. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. like it cuts to her crouched on the bed, surrounded by Hugh, Dot, and Jack, who are all just like staring at this scene. That is so good. It's I love so that. Good. And, and as usual, Hugh has no idea what it is. Right. When she's like, and he's like writing it down for the mm-hmm. record, and she's like, well, just call it an internal device. And he's like, uh huh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm honestly. He's like trying to imagine all the places where that could go. I thought he got there faster than I would have thought. Like, I didn't see him ever figuring it out when he was writing it. So I'm kind of impressed that he figured it out at all. I'm just picturing him going through the little Rolodex in his, in his brain of like, where are all the internal places you could put something like that? <gasps> oh. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and oh, Jack, I think there is, I feel like he gives Phryne a nod of approval in that scene somewhere. Like he kind of does one of his Jack. Glad to know side. you're being responsible. <laughs> it's like a side eye, but in a loving and appreciative way. Like, Almost like we might get to use that later. <laughs> Glad you have this thing. Yeah. Keep that at hand very closely, please. Yeah. But he like kind of gives her a little nod, like nicely done yeah. or this is super weird only you could pull this off but way to go and also then, every time i see one of those things like usually in you know like in a movie or whatever they look so huge that thing looked huge, huge. it looks like a toilet plunger <laughs> <laughs> and i just i felt like Hugh. like i know where it goes I know how you get, you know, you go to the doctor and get fitted for one or whatever. But, like, I still look at it and I'm like, dear God, how do you get that in there? Yeah. You'd have to fold that up, like, 16 times. Oh, my God. It's really big. It's as big as a baby. Like, what <laughs> What the heck? It's really big. It's kind of terrifyingly big. 
Well, I am glad that there are better options nowadays. You can still get those though. I know like, you can. You still yeah. need a prescription for them. You can't just go buy one. You, Why would you need a prescription? I'm well. I'm guessing because there are certain sizes, but I don't know. I think it's Republicans trying to control women is my guess. But so it's similar to the menstrual cup. Which you can yeah. get any like yeah, on and they have two sizes. Like if you've had a kid or if you haven't had a kid, right. yeah. So they but have there's multiple not a sizes, huge amount of variation, is what I'm saying. There's, yeah, but you don't need a prescription. Yeah, for that. Well, apparently like, you still need a prescription exact... for a Dutch cap. That's which ridiculous. they don't even call it that anymore. No. But I think that's fun to say. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You should not need a prescription for this. <sighs> at PSA: all. Stop controlling women's bodies. Yeah, that that would be real nice. Please, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, that scene is amazing. And the, the fact that, like, more than once they make it, like, shift on the carpet. Yes. That's so, so good. good. And then they put it in that jar, which Jack totally wields, like, a weapon against Phryne. Yeah. And wait, wait, if wait, wait. I did not love him so much, and if I did not know that he, like, really appreciates and respects Phryne, I would be a little pissed at how he's using it. But, but that scene is hilarious when he's totally deadpan, and she's sitting on his desk, and he just, like, brings it within view of the camera. And she flies yeah. off his desk. Okay, so let's back up. First first scene with the spider in his office is where she's just gotten off the boat from the party and has new evidence to tell yeah. him. But he has the spider. And she's like, but I have goes, it in my garter. Yeah, she gets up on the chair. And then they have this little, like, battle. Yeah. And he's got the spider and she's got some but evidence. But look at my thigh. Yeah. She whips it up. Yeah. And I love his eyes are like, oh, okay. I like it. And then the way she like gracefully pulls it out of her garter, fans herself, delicately comes down from the chair. And twice in this episode, a woman says to Jack, that wasn't so hard, was it? Which, oh, by the way, I hate that line so much. That's if what she said. That has been said to me and I wanted to hit the person. Yeah. Like, it's, so say, it's so patronizing. It's so I patronizing. I hate it so much. But two women... Tell him that in this one episode, which I thought was very interesting. If I were Jack, I would have been irritated, but I think he had moved on. So yeah, they have a delightful banter and duel with their various weapons and evidence. And it's really, I just And her it. flowy silk trousers and... Uh, she and she's I in that dress. On your dr- I'm on your desk, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, so that was the first time they're in his office with the yeah, spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she like saunters away and she's totally like. That sat, that hip walking. sachet, like, yeah. I thought she was going to throw her hip joint out of. Yeah. The, hip like, sachet. Dislocate her hip on that. Level is at an 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty well like, used. I would have fallen over if I had attempted that. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> so then the second time they're in his office and the spider factors in. I, this scene is so brilliantly shot. The, they like pan so that you see into the doorway. Well, and her, like her head is like tilted back and she's like, she's practically like tanning on his I desk. Know. And it's, so she doesn't realize the effect that she's having on him, which of course Whatever. she does. Whatever. She's totally sat on his desk and like fed him au gratin before. <laughs> but her knees are visible and he can't handle it and just keep sneaking a look. And he's getting sort of like disgruntled about it. Like Maybe he's not desensitized uh, to ankles. I don't think he is. At least hers. Or so maybe those, maybe those knee, nudie cards maybe would do a, a number on him, I guess. <laughs> maybe he's a knee guy. Maybe oh, he maybe. Really knees. I don't know. Yeah. He never heard of anybody it. being a knee guy. No, I know. And then he finally is like, that's it. Can you get off my desk, please? And no. 
I'm quite comfortable here. Thank you. And then and he wields the spider. Yeah. And I like, he kind of gives it an appreciative look like, yeah. man, this, this spider really gets things done. Have I told you about my friend, <laughs> the spider? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, those are just Say fantastic scenes. So good. Um, I really like the end where they're playing tennis together. Oh, she, what her technique, I don't know much about tennis, but she is like, <laughs> She's like flailing every limb she has. Oh, that's funny. Completely over the top. Like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, look, I hit the ball. Like, it was very, it was like Miss Piggy plays tennis. <laughs> I feel like she's better than that, but I don't, I don't know. I, she's off. I feel like she's, she's expending off. more energy than she needs to, I that think. That is probably very I would true. say. Yeah. No wonder she's like a little winded at the end. Yeah. Well, also, like... And Jack's just like, look at my forearms, and I'm I like, know. yes, sir, I, I will. Know. I I have to admit, I really have not noticed Briny's tennis technique here. I only I'm, noticed it because it was so over the top that I'm, it was... I'm not looking at her. I know. I was like, you're distracting me from the forearms. <laughs> I am not looking at her. I am sorry. Um, yeah. But his... La- like, he laughs. This is the only time... It's true. ...ever... It's true. ...that he laughs... And, like, you can tell the actors themselves are having a really great time, which to yeah. me matters. Like, that always makes a scene even better. I And I just, I just got to say, like, I just need to see Jack in knitwear more often. Because, like, the Christmas episode, he's, like, all in the sweaters. And I'm like, yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah. it's too short, though. That That's the vest that's too short. It keeps needing to be tugged down. And then when I, I don't I don't mind it because that's a period thing. Like, the waistlines mm. were really high okay. on men then. So I don't really have a problem with that, but and then dead air that vest that he wears, when yeah, he's Archie, yeah, put that man in knits. Oh my god, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, I guess he doesn't. And then knits plus rolled up sleeves. Oh my god, <sighs> that's just kryptonite. It's very nice. It's oh. a very good look. I am not opposed. And so yeah, then they get right up close, and he he lets her keep the pin and has to of course repin it. Well, yeah, of course because. That's like the way he shows his love or something. Yeah. It's, it's a way to cop a feel. It just is <laughs> basically. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. Um, I love, she's got a straw hat in this. Well, she's, there's like a thousand straw hats in this episode, but, um, she wears a pale blue one. That's like the only time that I really love her in like pale Which, blues. What else is she wearing? She's wearing them. She's wearing whites. I think it's with the straw, the sheer jacket with the grid, because she's also oh. wearing um, a matching blue, pale blue, ice blue brooch. Okay. But the hat. Oh in yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost gray, but I think it's blue. I think yes. it's like a pale periwinkle. It's lovely. I don't know. It just works as a yeah. hat, and maybe it's because I'm not used to seeing straw dyed that color, but it's lovely. I think. When it's used sparingly, it's really it nice. And it's with that gauzy white jacket. Yes. Yeah. When she's special constable, Frank yeah. Fisher. Yeah. With her sunglasses. <laughs> yes, with the sunglasses. Um, okay, I want to make a quick stop mm. to the S-Y-E-N-A, which is the oh, boat. the yacht. The yacht. Yes. That's a hell of a yacht. It's At first I thought it was a sailboat, but I'm like, no, what's a smokestack doing it's on this thing? It's a steam yacht. Yeah, so it that's is. Why, it's why, that's what the Y is in the S-Y. Steam, steam. yacht Ina. Oh. Right? I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, what is this? Okay, I got to go on that boat. What? Yes. No. It is in Sydney right now Oh. Um, at the Maritime Museum. And actually what happened... 
Is what? it actually called the Ina or whatever? Yeah, that's, yeah, it was the abbreviation of the owner's wife's name, like Philomena or something okay. like that. And so it's the Ina. Um, so yeah, it is actually that name. They had it on display there for a really long time, but they just, the day after we managed to see it, we're taking it to dry dock. <gasps> so like we just oh, managed to see it and get job. on it. And we talked to this, the people at the Maritime Museum were like, no, really, we really want to see this boat. And they, this really nice guy who was a volunteer at the museum took us on a tour of it. Oh, that's great. And it was all, um, so, so it wasn't, wasn't like part of the thing you had to ask for We it? had to ask. Oh yeah. So I was like racing across town. This was right after I met Essie Davis's cousin. So I'm like busting it across town that's to get amazing. to the Maritime Museum. And then we get this like private tour of the boat. It was closed up. So it had canvas all around the outside. Okay. Um, which was kind of a bummer on the one hand, but on the other hand, our photos turned out so much better than oh, if it had been open because yeah. the light, like it, all the photos oh, would sure. just been blown out. Yeah, yeah. The detail on this ship is just, just the amazing. Well, I let line when Franny's inside, she's like, oh, just admiring the woodwork. I'm like, okay, I know you were covering up, but that's actually why I would be in there. Uh-huh. The woodwork is The woodwork, amazing. I mean, even just the little, like the little carvings on the benches oh, yeah. and stuff. Like I was like, oh. Every square inch of that is just beautifully done. Yeah. The, the glass has like specialized etchings on it. Oh. Every, and it looks brass. like it's in absolute pristine yes. condition. So, oh, now it is. Oh, was it um, restored? Yeah, it was at the bottom of the ocean <gasps> at one point. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had to uh, drag it up. And it looks that good? Yeah, they totally redid it. Obviously, so it was owned. It's, it's, it's privately owned, um, or it was when it was in Melbourne. So okay. they filmed on it while it was still in Melbourne a few years ago, okay. and then it got moved up to Sydney to, to the museum. To the museum, and it's now in dry dock, and I think they're renovating it. Um, but it was also you can tell it's a super windy day when yeah. they're on that, and it yeah. must have been so difficult for the crew to shoot and get the sound right. Like, I don't even know how well, they... Well, I mean, hello ADR. They'd have to... What is that? Additional dialogue recording. Oh, yeah. yeah this would have been terrible to film in, I think. I yeah. mean, it's really windy. You can tell as they walk yeah. around. And we were... Plus, like, keeping those costumes and hairstyles, <sighs> like, in place. Jeez, what a yeah. pain. And they had a whole backup scenario. They had an alternate filming location in case it rained that day. Wow. And um, had to do, like top to bottom, get the other like plan B all set up and just cross their fingers that it was sunny. And it was, wow. so they got to go with plan A, which I think was probably still a total pain in the ass. Anytime you're on water well, and you're so filming, glad they did though, because I know. what a loss that would have been if they hadn't been able to film on that boat. Yeah. It's a really gorgeous boat. There is also kind of no reason for it to be in there. You know, well, hello, I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat and, um, yeah, it, there's no real need for the boat in but that it's episode, just so but gratuitous, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was like and very period and very like rich, mm-hmm. you know, wealthy set. Yeah. So anyway, I got to go on that ship and it was amazing. That's so and good. I, we so lucked out. So like I said, they had canvas all around the, the boat, like the exterior. And then, um, they had the cushions pulled up. So, the table in that room where she's like admiring the cut of his jib yeah. has this beautiful wood inlay scene. I didn't realize that because they have all the cushions from the seating piled up on top of the table. Oh. And later I was like, no, I really wanted to see that table, oh, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I got to go on the boat and it was real fun. I don't understand the whole thing with the 
little snippet of fabric out of his tennis white shirt being found on her windowsill. And then and he's framed. And then it's her. And, yeah. But I don't, I, I, again, like, I don't know. I don't know why it was there. I don't follow the thread of who did what. And again, I don't care. Yeah. This is the best episode. I feel like I'm immune to red herrings. I just don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I gave up. Like, I read all of the Agatha Christie novels when I was in high school, including um, when I was in pet band and had to play at football games, I would bring my Agatha Christie because oh, I was cool. Good job. <laughs> Super cool. Anyway. I was obsessed with those when I was a teenager. And at a certain point, I just stopped trying to solve the mystery because I felt yeah. like sometimes she was really unfair. She would like pull something out at the last second and be like, didn't you notice this piece of evidence? Yeah. And you're like, but no, I no, just, you just zone out and I stopped being able to follow it. Like, yeah, like the, all the mystery audiobooks that my husband <laughs> listens to, like he'll like, I'll walk into the kitchen and he'll have it on and he'll be like, Oh, it's a, did you hear that? But I'm like, no, I didn't hear anything. I just, <laughs> It's just turned into wah, 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 wah in my head. So, yeah, I missed yeah. all of it. Mysteries, I just, like, I'm along for the ride. And yeah. uh, show me a good time, and I'll be very happy. Yeah. But I, I've pretty much given up, like, trying to solve it as I read. Yeah. I don't care that much. Yeah. That's not the fun for me. So, But it, I think that's universal, because look at things like Gosford Park. Mm-hmm. It's not the mystery that makes that movie right. good, right? And there's like a dozen red herrings in the same. And it's it's all about the beautiful backdrop and the yeah. costumes and the and the world, the like world that they really yeah. like the upper crust meets the people in the basement, yeah, the, the workers. And so be, because <clears throat> that is so often the case with mister murder mysteries, I feel like they murder mysteries need that. I think it's universal that a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people don't care about that or don't yeah. follow the red herrings because they're just there for the immersion in the world. They're to extend the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. The red herring is there to extend the storyline. The people are there yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those second category people. Yeah. So, yes. Well, okay. I think uh, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Me I lo- too. I love this episode so very much. Yeah. It's, it's such a good one. It's just really fun. But I have no idea what to toast. I've been thinking about this since last night and I, I just don't know. I don't know enough tennis, enough about tennis to like whip out some clever tennis thing. Love all Ooh. game set something. I don't know. I know. That's I was thinking I along those lines too. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm yeah, maybe. Okay. This is just very simple, but I just feel like the costumes are really the centerpiece in this. So I just would really love to toast to the tennis whites and the dressing gowns. Oh, yeah. Because... And to Marion Boyce. Yeah. Who has made this show so fun and yeah. so rich and just a joy. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. 